ahead and be seated. Uh, we do have much to uh, sing about and rejoice about this morning. Uh, this morning is a celebration Sunday. It's what we call our Sending Sunday. Um, I'm going to get ready to um, release our graduate. Before you stand up, please stand up. We got uh, at least two of them, many others, I don't know, but... Um, we celebrate you guys and your accomplishment. Go ahead and lead the rest of the youth out to your time. If you're in 5th through 12th grade, we have a time for you. Um, we'll see you guys back in here in a little bit for baptisms. Uh, one of the things that we're doing as we celebrate today is we're going to have baptisms. Uh, you see the water is prepared. The water is ready. We have at least two people that are stepping forward in baptism. Uh, maybe uh, you might make that decision. Maybe God would do something in your heart this morning and said, uh, I want to step forward, not because it is 100 degrees outside. That's not why we dip in the water. We dip in the water to show and proclaim that we are with Jesus, that we have uh, died to ourselves and we have risen anew in him. And that's what we do. And maybe this year, uh, I know many of us have made new commitments to Christ, new decisions to follow him. And if you have not been baptized, um, we have brought a bunch of extra clothes and towels for people just like you. And so at the end of our sermon here, before we go into our baptisms, there will be some people down here uh, to greet you um, and to talk about baptism with you if you would like to step forward in that decision uh, today. Um, another thing we're going to do to celebrate, which I think should uh, warrant equal applause, is our generosity offering that is coming forward. Um, are we excited about that? Um, we've been talking about generosity, and we have some goals that we've stepped forward, and uh, we've got them on the screen here. Goal number one is to uh, put aside uh, some funds for a college fund for Haitian students uh, that are graduating from the orphanage uh, and the school down in Haiti that we support. Uh, number two is right here in Yolo County to celebrate uh, some foster uh, kids who have, have grown up in that system, have graduated high school, and they still do not have families like you and I do, and, and parents to, to celebrate them. So we want to celebrate them. So we're giving uh, to be able to do that. Uh, thirdly, we have uh, 10 uh, people, 10 young men and women that are going out this summer on summer mission trips, and we want to support them as they go to places like Argentina, Honduras, Mexico City, the Philippines, uh, somewhere else probably too that I'm forgetting, but um, they're going, and we want to support them, and so our offering will go to that. Uh, and finally, uh, one of our missionary families down in Haiti that has done so much to support and to care for us as we travel down there, uh, the DeQuesto family is transitioning back to California. They've added two new members of their family, an adopted daughter and one of those Haitian students that is coming to California to go to college. And we want to help them make that transition as they've asked for. Uh, and so uh, total, our goal is to bring in today about $12,500, maybe even more as generosity flows from our heart to give uh, to these goals. So we have that later. And that's something to uh, celebrate because we've been talking about generosity and we've been uh, thinking about how generous God has been to us. Uh, as we transition into our time of teaching, I want to uh, invite uh, Corey and Jackie Marshburn, if they would come up here. Um, Corey and Jackie, I don't know if you know them. I think I first met them about a year and a half ago uh, is when they first came to Discovery. Um, and uh, we were actually at a serving event collecting shoes out in the neighborhood when the first time I met you guys. Um, last week, they shared something super encouraging to me in the lobby, and I just wanted them to uh, share with you because I don't want to keep those stories to myself because then I get encouraged and you guys still don't get all that encouragement that these guys brought to me. So um, uh, 
you guys, uh, why don't you just tell us what over the past year this ministry here in Discovery has meant to, to you guys. Um, Discovery's ministry has been very valuable to us um, as we've gotten into a discovery group and made friends. Um, our friends have invested in us and we've invested in them and we've really enjoyed the, the openness and the honesty that everyone has shared with us and we have, we have learned so much. I, it's just a list of how much we've learned individually and then as a married unit as well and it's just been really fun having friends to, to live life with us. And you shared with me last week that you recently had a decision to make. And uh, why don't you tell us what that decision was? Yeah, so we've recently been planning to leave Davis and, and leave our jobs and he leave here and go work with the family business, work with my uncle and my dad. And recently they told us that timing's not quite right. So we said, well, what do we do now? And we thought we're young, we don't have kids, maybe we'll just run off out of California, try it out, because we've really always wanted to try that. But uh, in the end, we decided to stay right where we're at. Amen, amen. And why is it that you guys decided that this is where you want to be? Right, so even though that would be a lot of fun to go <laughs> venture out and try something, um, we know that the Lord could use us anywhere. He could use us in another state, in another church, but uh, we've been here for at least a year, and we've been invested into and invested in others, and we see the needs here. We, we've seen where we can be helping hands. Uh, we've seen how God can use us in the church on, on Sundays and in our groups and just in our, our friends here at church, and uh, that's a re really a reason to stay. We're having a lot of fun right here. Amen. Amen. <laughs> All right. Well, that that is. Uh, thank you guys for for sharing. Um, you know, they. Uh, I I love hearing that this is a time where we've gotten very good at at celebrating sending. Um, because uh, God has uh, called us to, to send many people off. But there are also the, those stories that we need to celebrate about staying. Um, because uh, those things are, as we want to send more, as we want generosity to flow, it also means that uh, we are built up here. And so when there are those who uh, God leads to, to stay and to, to invest, that is equally uh, worth uh, celebrating uh, and should be an encouragement uh, to us. You know, as I was reflecting, this is what we call our Sending Sunday, so we're going to talk about sending, but I was reflecting this past weekend, reflecting about what, what God was doing, because for those of us who uh, are kind of part of this church body and have been for years, um, you know, sometimes we uh, get a little bit, if I'm honest with it, discouraged um, when uh, some of our most faithful servants and leaders are, are moving on. And so, uh, but I was reflecting a little bit about what God has been doing over this past year. And you may or may not uh, be aware of these things, but I counted at least five people who either have bought homes or are in the process of buying homes, four of them right here in Davis, making the sacrifice to be here. And all of them have communicated uh, to us the reason being that they want to be a part of the ministry and movement that God is doing right here. And we have... Um, 
somebody like uh, Marcy Montanari, who's going to be baptized today, who she was a college student who uh, went out, as many college students do after they graduate, but two years later, she is now uh, back here. She got a job at Harper Junior High as a guidance counselor there, has come back, and she is the reason when the youth were looking for a place to meet, they couldn't find any place. Uh, she went into uh, the principal there, and the youth are now meeting at Harper Junior High because she has come back, and God is using her right here. Uh, I, I think of uh, a couple other families that have been in Davis for years, but they said, we didn't even know Discovery was here. We've been going to other churches, and God has led them this year to come back here. One of those couples, uh, Ron and Cindy Marsh, who uh, were discipling a guy named uh, Lars, who's going to be baptized today. Uh, people that God is bringing back here. Uh, other people that are coming here um, and being a part of building up the core of this ministry, even as we are sending others out. And we do a lot of sending here, right? We have, uh, there's a group that are being sent out right now. We're undergrad uh, graduates. If you could just stand up for a minute, uh, we want to celebrate. Any undergrad grads here? Uh, Don't be bashful. This is a good thing. That's a good thing. There's some more in the back there. All right, we celebrate you. Okay, go ahead and sit down. Any graduate students at the end of a long PhD or master's program, med school, any of you out there? Any one out here? Yeah. We celebrate. We have also a number of key families in the church that are uh, going out for various reasons. Um, and some of those that, that make up the core uh, of our ministry, leaders, and, and they're going out. We, uh, on one hand, um, we celebrate that because we, we embrace what God is doing here, okay, in, in sending us out. Uh, but if we get, get honest, uh, it sometimes is a little emotionally hard, okay, when, uh, um, you know the June gloom that they talk about down in Southern California as the fog rolls in? Well, I experience a little bit of June gloom right here. It has nothing to do with fog, but it, it comes as one by one. I see you kind of like come walking up to me, and I know what's about to come. And I, I've been able to read it now in your eyes as you say, uh, it's my last Sunday here. And, and it does something in my heart, um, and uh, I'm both extremely thankful for what God's doing in sending you out and moving on to what's next in your life uh, also a little bit sad but this is our vision that that we are a church that is uh, reaching the city to change the world Uh, that we are here uh, and by doing that we are uh, reaching and raising and releasing uh, generations of world changers both here uh, in Davis and beyond and and you know that is something that for us um, it's kind of this weird little inter- enterprise in our hearts um, where, uh, on one hand, we see God's kingdom-building enterprise, but uh, we like each other, and we like being together, and it's a little bit sad when we, we part ways. And if we are to live out and embrace and be most effective uh, in this vision that God has given us, we're going uh, to have to understand on a deeper level what God's doing. I want to share with us from Acts chapter 13 uh, this morning. If you have your Bibles, you can turn there. Acts 13, um, and we'll read just a few verses there. Uh, if you need a Bible, put up your hand. The ushers will bring you one of these blue Bibles, and uh, it's on page 537. It will also be on our screen here. Um, and as we look here, as we've been talking about generosity, sometimes we automatically equate generosity with finances, Um, But generosity really goes into all that we have, our time, our our abilities, our possessions, and it even goes to the people that God has placed in our lives. 
as uh, we have a generous God who's teaching us to be generous people, um, we must be generous with all that we have, and that even includes the relationships that he has blessed us with. And the principle and the truth that we want to talk about today is this. Uh, it's one that we live out in very, our reality here, is that many go, some stay. But what we need to understand is that every one of us in Jesus Christ are sent wherever he leads us. So I'll read Acts 13, these three verses, then I'll pray and we'll see what God has for us. Verse 1 says this, Now there were in the church at Antioch prophets and teachers. Their names were Barnabas, Simeon, who is called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manaean, a lifelong friend of Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. Lord Jesus, I thank you uh, for your faithfulness towards us here in this church. God, as we recount 14 and a half years of ministry here, oh God, I'm just uh, overwhelmed by your goodness, your faithfulness you have always provided. And God, you are doing a, a great work, not only here in Davis, but in the surrounding region, in our nation, and in our world uh, through the work that you're doing right here. So Jesus, I pray that wherever we are this morning, um, that you would lead us to understand what you have for us as individuals and as a church and help us be the people that you died for us to be and have called us to be. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Here in Acts 13, we have a beautiful picture of what I'll call an open-handed church. It is a church in a city, an ancient city called uh, Antioch, which was a little bit north of Jerusalem. And we find out that there are some amazing leaders that are named here in verse 1. A couple that you recognize and some that you may not. Uh, there's Barnabas, whose very name means encouragement. He was the great encourager in this amazing church. And we see a couple others. There's Simeon and there's uh, Lucius, who were from Africa. They would kind of be your leaders in racial uh, diversity that they brought to the church there in that very cultural city. Uh, and then there's a guy may, named Manaean. Now, Manaean, it says here, he was a lifelong friend of Herod, the Tetrarch. He was the ruler of the region. So he's kind of like the influential guy. He's got an in with the ruler of the region. Uh, and then there's a name at the end, uh, the name of Saul, who some of us may know as Paul, who ended up being the great missionary of the early church. These are some big names. If we don't write, sometimes I know we just kind of gloss over these names a bit. But we need to understand what's being said here, that these are leaders in a gifted, gifted church. And it says that as they were praying, as they were worshiping, God led them to set aside two of the biggest names, Barnabas, the encourager of the church, and Saul, the great teacher and the great missionary. Now, if you can picture this with me, picture uh, being in, in a church in an influential city, and God calls for a couple of the biggest teachers a couple of those that are the biggest evangelists, the equippers, the trainers of the other leaders. And God says, them, I want them to go elsewhere. Now, often, if we were to think of that as a church, we get very fearful when stuff like that happens. When, when we hear, oh, this person is leaving this year, these amazing graduates are, are moving on. We loved having them here. They, they were doing God's work right here. 
and we can get fearful, and we can hold tightly to what God has blessed us with. Same thing goes, if I can give you a very practical uh, example with our finances. I mean, I could very well, rather than making a call for $12,000 to generosity, if you look at our numbers, uh, you know, we're about $15,000 behind, and, and we would love to make a call for that, but we have just decided that, you know what, we're going to trust God with that, and we're going to keep doing what he has called us to do, and open-handedly pursue uh, doing even the more goals that he's called us to. We trust God that he is continuing to bless his church, and I'll tell you, as a pastor that's been here for 14 and a half years, been pastoring for 10 years, that we have seen every year people come and people go. And God has always provided for his church and the work that's doing here. And we are seeing exponential impact as God continues to send out. Because we feel like holding on to what we've got. But what if it's not just about this experience right here? What, what if it's not just about being able to gather together? That church in Antioch, the whole reason that we are here today is because when God called, uh, they released. And Saul and Barnabas went throughout the region and planting churches here and there. And the reason that there were open-handed church back then is the reason that we are here today. That there's an understanding that if we release, God does his work. And what if it's not about what we're doing just right here today, but 100 years from now that God wants to pour out a spirit around the world, around the nation, and we are a huge part of releasing and sending out the people to be built up and to go out. What if it's more than what we have going on here? So I want to talk with us today just about three keys that I think we should grasp about being an open-handed church. Number one is that we need to recognize that every gift is from the Lord. Every gift is from the Lord. And taking it beyond that, every gift is from the Lord and for the Lord. Every gift, even the relationships that we embrace, that we so desperately need in our lives, that we want to hold on to, uh, that we experience here. The leaders in the church, verse 1, this list of gifted people I'm sure they wanted to have them there. I'm sure the reason that says they were worshiping and fasting. And the Lord said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul. Verse 3 then says, then after fasting and praying some more, because I'm sure after that first word came, somebody probably said, hey, Lucius, maybe that was just the bad tacos that you ate last night. Because that doesn't sound like a good idea at all. And so they fasted and they prayed some more. And indeed, God showed them that this was not necessarily a good move, but it was his move. Ephesians 4 tells us that Christ has gifted his church with leadership and that the church continues to stand and that God will provide. And so we are able to recognize that every gift that he has given can then be used for him however he leads and however he calls now, while we're here, every gift should be applied. We hope that this is a place where as we come, as we recognize our gifts that God has given us, that, that we are using them, that we are, as it says in 2 Timothy, fanning into flame the gift that is in you. Some of you are, are pretty new to this ministry. You come here as somebody who has been gifted by God to do a work, to be part of his body. 
And while we send some leaders out, the reality is, hey, it's wide open for you to step in. And God will do so. Maybe it's your first time, your second time, your third time, but you don't know what God's going to do and how he's going to use you, how he's going to first build you up, and then how he's going to grow you in the gifting that he's given, how he's going to call every gift that God has given us is from him, and it's for him. Sometimes when it comes to our resources, we start thinking that they're for us. The relationships that God has given us, uh, yes, they, they give us a great benefit, but in the end, they're not ultimately uh, about us. They're about God and about his plan. And so even those relationships, we need to be ready to release to God. Secondly, in being an open-hand church is this. We experience the push of the Holy Spirit. We experience the push of the Holy Spirit. Notice what they were doing. Uh, they were worshiping. And they were fasting and they were praying. The Holy Spirit was moving in their midst. And as he was, he moved in a way. He spoke to them. He spoke to individuals. And he spoke to them as a group in what they were to do moving forward. The Holy Spirit is here to push us. Jesus said in Acts chapter 1 uh, that the believers would be empowered by the Holy Spirit so that they could go to be witnesses in Jerusalem, where they were at the time, and then beyond where they weren't yet, in Judea and Samaria, which included the city of Antioch, and to the ends of the world from which missionaries would go out of that city of Antioch. And what happened in Acts chapter 2 is we read about a wonderful community of believers that loved being together. And they seem to have maybe forgotten the next part of what Jesus had said, Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth. And so if we read on in Acts chapter 8, what then happened was there was a great persecution that pushed them a little bit. And the Holy Spirit led them to different parts, up to Antioch and then beyond from there to the ends of the earth. We need to understand that the Holy Spirit will push on us a little bit. Not like, a, like a, a mama bird kicks a baby bird out of the nest and just says, hey, sink or swim, it's time to go. But in a loving walk in which the, the Holy Spirit will speak to us in messages and through his word, uh, the Holy Spirit will speak to us in our times of prayer and, and lead us in the ways that we go. And if you're like me, we tend to first step kind of push back a little and say, nah, that was just indigestion. And then God keeps speaking, and he has a way of, of pushing on us a little bit. And, and here in Discovery, we don't, uh, again, we don't want to force anybody to do anything. We wait on the Lord to come and to move in hearts, because we trust that as we are open and surrender to him, he will speak. And it's our job to listen, and it's our job to move. So when we talk about needing new groups for new people that will come in, we simply put that principle before and we encourage and we continually call, but we don't come in and we don't split groups apart. No, that's God's move to move us, to act, to provide for what he wants, both here in this church and beyond. You know, I want to encourage us to not push our own agenda but to seek God's good agenda. Back after I had been uh, called to be a pastor, I didn't, 
quite yet think that it should be here in Davis. Uh, my wife and I, even after that call, we were looking at heading back to the East Coast, um, and we were going to live there. We were going as far as looking at homes back there, seminaries, everything ready to go. Um, we had gone through that whole process that many of us do in decision-making and kind of wondering, okay, where... Uh, um, you know, what's the pros, what's the cons? We made a list for here, we made a list for there, didn't have any clarity, so we said, well, we got to push in some direction, so we're going. And the church here was in a time of transition, and we trusted God with this, and we trusted he was leading us forward, and we made all those steps forward, and then the Holy Spirit pushed back. And the Holy Spirit gave us a vision and said, there's a church in Davis where many will go, but you're not one of them. You're there to be that, that common rock to plant your flag in the ground that continues to hold fast to the vision and, and push as God leads. And so um, we uh, did, we responded to the Holy Spirit's push. And what we need to understand is that it's not about our agenda. You know, we're, we're not, some people ask, well, are you ascending church? Um, we're not solely ascending church, because I think sometimes when you're ascending church, you, you give the impression that everybody must go. Kind of like you're pushing out of the nest. We're not a, a staying church where we, where we cling tightly, kind of white-knuckled, try to hold on to people. We're an open-handed church. Where we trust God to move, where he brings, and we receive what he gives, and then when he moves and he sends, we embrace that as well. A vision not just for being an ascending church or a staying church, but an open-handed church to receive what God has for us and to do as he wills. And that allows us, when we realize that, you know what, it's not circumstances that are tearing us apart. No, it is a movement of God that is happening among us that gives us reason to, to celebrate in the gospel of what Christ is doing. Yes, we, we have some sad gospel goodbyes. But in the end, we celebrate the joy of sending. I'll acknowledge fully with you, there's a sadness in sending. And we'll have our share of, oh man. But at the end, there's joy because of what God's doing. And some of you will be sent out. Some of you will be sent here to be part of the church that continues to build up. And I give thanks to God that not only are people going, but people are, are, are staying and people are building up the ministry of the church. There, there's a great flow moving out from Discovery, but there's a, a, a strong pipeline that is being built up as well. And you and I are part of it. And so this morning, I just hope in these truths that we would consider what is God calling you to today? Some of you, circumstances have it. You're graduating and you're moving to what God has next for you. Some of it, job transitions are moving you out. Go. Go. Let us, let us send you with God's blessing to do his work around the world wherever he leads. We pray that this has been a ministry that's built you up, invested in you, and you are different today because you spent these weeks, months, years with us. But for those of us who are here, let us realize that we are sent right where God has us today. That you don't have to go across the world to be on mission for him. He has us on mission right here. Sometimes it's easy for us to look at changing the world, but we need to realize our vision is for reaching this city to change this world. 
And so that we are investing in our neighborhoods, our workplaces, our church body, building up. God has you here for a purpose. And like I said earlier, if it is your first Sunday, your second Sunday, your third Sunday, I want you to know that God has a place for you here, and he is doing a work in us. And so this morning, think about what is it that God is calling you to? If you would sit with open hands before him and say, Lord, what do you have for us as we worship, as we pray, as we fast, as we seek him? What does God have for you? I want to end the message time this morning by kind of doing what they did here. It says that when they knew this was from the Lord, they laid their hands on them and they sent them off. And so for those of you who are being sent this summer, for those of you who are graduates, for those of you who are going out on missions, um, those of you that are moving on in a transition in life, I, I just want to, if you're comfortable with doing this, ask you to stand again. And, and go ahead and stand. And, and if you are around them, um, to be able to just kind of lay hands on them, we'll pray for those that are, that are going out, for those that are being sent out. If you're around them, just, just put a hand on them or extend a hand to them if you're comfortable with that. I just want to pray for those that are going. God, I thank you. I thank you for the time that we've had with these individuals. I don't know the plans that you have for them, but you declared, God, that you know the plans that you have for them. I pray that you would lead them. For those that are stuck in kind of indecision and not knowing which way to go, that you would give them guidance, that you would give them direction. For those that uh, don't have uh, the, the job yet, for those that don't have the place to stay yet, God, I pray that you would be their provider Help them to trust in you. God, lead them to a place for the purpose that you have for them. God, I pray this for those that are going, thank you that they have been part of our body here. And now we, we send them off in the power of your spirit that you would lead them and guide them. Now I want to ask those who are not necessarily going somewhere. But those who uh, feel that they are sent by God, whether it's here in this church, in their neighborhood, in their place, if you would go ahead and stand, because you need a commissioning as well. If you feel in your heart that I uh, am called to be a disciple maker, that I'm called to be a leader, that I'm called to be a servant, that I'm called to follow Jesus, that I'm called to start a, a ministry, if you would just stand now. If you feel that I'm called to, to follow after Jesus more with my life. These are people that, that want to go, that want to be commissioned as God has called them. They're not going anywhere, but we have a mission field right here. And if you're around these people, if you would just extend your hand to them, I want to pray for them. God, I thank you for the calling that you've placed on every one of us. The understanding that we have in you, Jesus, and in your gospel, that wherever you have us right now, you have given us a purpose you have given us a mission. We want to love you, Jesus. We want to love others for you. I pray for each person that is standing. God, they're saying, I want to do your will, Lord. So I pray that your spirit would be heavy upon them, that you would give them guidance, that you would give them insight, that you would give them clarity, that you would give them focus in their schedules. They're busy people who have many things that they're balancing. God, they want to lead their families. They want to lead in the church. They want to Share you, Jesus. We pray over them. We pray for all of us, Jesus.
that you would continue to lead us and guide us. We struggle with the circumstances that we have. We, we struggle with the schedules that we keep. We struggle with lack of relationships. And Jesus, we're just coming to say, we trust you. We can be generous because God, you are a generous God. And you bless us richly. For those of us who feel like we're lacking in resources and relationships, God, I pray that this summer, that this would be a place where you just provide richly for us, that we are built up together, that we are refreshed in you, Jesus. We're refreshed with one another, that we can carry on the work that you've called us to. Jesus, I'm in awe and thankful of your faithfulness. I just want to continue faithfully for you, Jesus, as each one of us wants to. God, I pray you would lead us. In your name, amen. You can be seated if you're standing. We're going to have our time of response now. Um, we're going to uh, take communion when we remember the cross uh, of Jesus, our Savior. That's what it's all about. Um, the gospel uh, that though we were sinners and lost, um, Jesus has redeemed us. Uh, he's uh, repositioned us. He's repurposed us. Um, and so we come to the tables and we remember his sacrifice on the cross. We take a piece of bread and a cup of juice. Um, there's some tables that are around here. Um, come. Uh, spend some time asking a question, God, what, what is it that you want from me? Maybe you're kind of new to this whole church stuff and, and God wants to do something in your life today. Um, this is now also the time where if you want to be baptized, there will be people to talk to you over there. We're going to have some baptism as we continue to worship. There will be people to pray for you if you need prayer. Uh, this is just our time of response um, that you can come however God lays on your heart.